0: Hello and welcome and welcome back to the Connected Divergence podcast. My name is Tina Etheridge. I am a radical ADHD and ADHD acceptance coach. And today I want to talk to you about your to-do list and strategies that are supportive to to make your to-do list feel more supportive and maybe make it feel less like a fascist dictator that is handing you morality or value judgments around whether you are good enough based on how complete your to-do list is. And so let's start right there with this idea. Your to-do list is a support tool. It is not something, a ruler to measure your worth or your good enoughness or your productivity. It is a supportive tool, right? Your to-do list is not, again, Something where you can look at it and see, oh, I checked all the stuff off. So that means that I did a good job today. I did enough today. Your to do list is there to help you, right? It's to help you remember the things that you want to remember to do. It's there to, you know, serve as um, a visual cue, right? A physical cue in your environment to help remind our brains because working memory is a thing for executive dysfunction to help remind our brains of like, oh right, these are the things that I want to do today. And you get to decide when and how to utilize your to-do list. Like, I think to-do list trauma is a thing. I mean, little T trauma, not big T trauma, but to-do list trauma is a thing where we are so ingrained or even taught in school that, um, you know, we have to get everything on our to-do list or do the hard thing first, eat the frog, um, do the hardest task first, or, you know, label our to-do list. Here's one we do first and then second and then third. And what we find being neurodivergent, what we often find with that is number one, the frog is disgusting. We do not want to eat the frog. The frog tastes terrible. No, don't eat the frog. Do not do the hardest thing on your two list first because you will remain frozen and paralyzed all day long trying to get yourself to do the hard thing first and just end up doing nothing the whole day because no, that's just not how our brains are wired. Do not eat the frog. And you know, prioritization, prioritization is great. We love prioritization, but... We also don't want to feel trapped or confined by our prioritization either. Like if we say, cool, here are the top three things that I really want to get done today. And if we're approaching that in an eat the frog kind of mindset of, all right, that means I have to do these things first, or I have to do only these things, or I'm quote unquote wasting my time if I work on something else, that is not, not a helpful mindset for us to be in. I find that it is way more useful for neurodivergent brains to ask themselves instead, what feels easy, what feels doable, what feels most accessible, what feels like a, you know, dare I say, a hell yes. It doesn't always have to be a hell yes. It could be a, eh, yeah, all right, I guess. What feels easy? Asking ourselves that question, looking at our to-do list, and asking what feels doable. That is so much more of a helpful approach because it gives us momentum. It gives us, I'm not sure if momentum or inertia is the right term, but you guys know what I mean. It gives us um, activation energy, right? We do the thing, we get a little dopamine hit, we celebrate, right, right, don't we? We celebrate when we do the things, yes? Okay, good. We celebrate our accomplishments no matter how tiny they are, no matter how minuscule they are, we celebrate um, as an act of neuroplasticity, as an act of rewiring our brain, deconstructing, reconstructing, unlearning, and relearning. We celebrate intentionally on purpose. Um, and it gives us momentum, right? It gives us momentum to be like, oh, cool, that felt really good in my brain. That was not a bad time. I'm not completely miserable and suffering. And it leaves our nervous system open. It creates safety in our nervous system to then ask, cool, what's the next thing that I wanna do? And so if you have, I just wanna say, if you have little t to-do list trauma from a lifetime of trying to force yourself to use a planner or beat yourself up for not using it or feeling guilt, feeling shame, whatever else, maybe, maybe, Think about experimenting with taking a break from your to-do list, doesn't have to be forever, or taking a break from even putting certain things on your to-do list. Like there was a time when I would put um, things that I wanted to do for for pleasure, for enjoyment, like hobbies, because I thought to myself, oh, right, I wanna remember that I wanna do fun things. But I would find that putting them on my to-do list made them demands and made them feel more like obligations. And I more often found that I was opting out of them rather than opting in to them. And so taking certain things, this is something I have to be very mindful of. There are certain things that I put on my to-do list that if I put it on there, I'm less likely to do them. And that is something you have to gauge for yourself and determine for yourself, like what sort of things, if I put on my to-do list, am I less likely to do them? And there can be all sorts of reasons for that. Um, maybe potentially what you put on your to-do list is a big thing, many, many, many steps, and it feels too overwhelming. That could be one thing, but it could also just be emotionally, right? You, you had this thing that was a want to do, and now it feels like a demand. It feels like an obligation. It feels like I have to do this, and it takes the sort of joy out of it. So certain things you might want to intentionally keep off your to-do list. And you might want to take an intentional break from a to do list or maybe just use a different, a different tool, a different support tool, Um, maybe more like um, mind mapping or kind of like thought content bubbles, right? Not a list, but a cloud, a cloud of things that you want to do or create a menu for yourself, like hop on Canva and make a menu, um, a menu instead of a to do list. And another thing I want to share with you is that long to-do lists are nothing to be afraid of. Long to-do lists are not something to feel shame about or feel even feel overwhelmed by, right? I would encourage you to imagine the possibility of not being overwhelmed by a long to-do list because long to-do lists or just our to-do lists in general they are a reflection. They are a reflection of our own creative capacity. So if you are a creative human and you are a living, breathing human with a brain, you you are creative. <laughs> and the longer our to-do list is, the more we have connected with our creativity, right? I would imagine if I told you, hey, sit down right now and set a timer for 30 minutes and write all of the things you can possibly think of in your entire life and every facet of your life, the things that you want to do, or that you need to do, you're gonna come up with a pretty long list. And the more time we give, right, the more time I allot for that, the more time you exist in the world, the more ideas and thoughts and to-dos you are going to be able to come up with. And so a long to-do list isn't something to be overwhelmed by a long to-do list is simply a measure of your own creativity it is a reflection of how long you have sat and thought and been creative or how intentional you were about pouring your brain out onto paper so long to-do lists are nothing to be overwhelmed by and in fact i personally find that they serve me so well i love i have a long long scrolling to-do list And yes, it helps me very much that this to-do list is digital, it is not on paper. It would be punishment, it would be self-punishment for me to carry over all of these to-dos every single day, every single week. Like this is the kind of like little T to-do list trauma I'm talking about. When we um, (laughs) are in a situation where we have to carry over a task that was incomplete to the next day or the next week, and the list of tasks that get carried over that we have to rewrite um, all over again gets longer, that is inherently like a punishing act, mostly because it takes labor. It takes time and, and, you know, if you're writing it down, it's like, you know, you have to write it all out again. And then there's the emotional layers of experiences of like, oh my gosh, look at all these things that I didn't do. So I don't necessarily recommend this for paper to-do lists because, Again, we're not here for self-punishment. That's not what this is about. But digital to-do lists, something like, I love the app Todoist, I use the free version. And I have, I just use the today feature. I do have things scheduled, but I have stuff since like March 20th that I haven't done yet. But what I love about Todoist, and this is not an ad, this is just me telling you (laughs) the things that I like to use. I get to scroll through every single day, my long to-do list, and I get these visual reminders. Oh right, this is a thing that is on my to-do list, that is on my menu of options. It's not an obligation, it's not something I have to do right this second, but this is on my menu of options, and I want to know, I want to remember what's on my menu of options. And so this long scrolling to-do list of these quote-unquote overdue tasks that are not really overdue, this is a, a support tool kind of thing. This is a, a helpful reminder for my brain of like, oh right, yeah, I do wanna go get a library card eventually. I don't need to write this second, but this is something that I want to do eventually when my brain is ready to do it. And I want the supportive and gentle reminder that is on you know this scrolling list of overdue, quote unquote, overdue tasks that are not overdue. Um, they're there to serve me. So let me say it again. Your long to-do list is nothing to be overwhelmed by. Your long to-do list is a reflection of your own creativity. And please use your to-do list as a support tool, something that helps you rather than um, some kind of external power, right? Don't give your power and your authority away to this this non-sentient being of a to-do list, right? You have the power. You have the choice. You can decide what kind of to-do list you want to use. You can decide how often and how frequently you want to switch it up and use different tools on purpose for the novelty. You get to decide what kinds of things you put on your to-do list because it's helpful for you too and what kinds of things you leave off your to-do list because it is harmful for you or it... Um, makes those things that you really want to do feel more like demands. Thank you so much for joining me today. I hope this was helpful. If you did find this helpful, please, please, please leave a rating for this podcast. It will help other people find it as well. Um, And I appreciate you guys, and I will talk to you next week. Take care.